I've never told this story to anyone. It took me a moment or two to realise what I'd just agreed to. The first mistake that I ever made in my life. She said, I'm leaving Broome now, I'm coming to meet you. The memory lasted forever. Wanted young dynamic people to join our dog sledding family. All I know is that. It was like a shockwave going through my body. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode from Spun. We're finishing up our second podcast season with a Spun audience favourite. This is a love story, a territory love story, told from two perspectives. Picture on stage a woman called Nick in a vibrant green dress, long brown hair and a kind, warm face. Across from her sits her partner Weed. Now, Weed has a grey beard, one that runs all the way off his face. Longish hair to his shoulders, maybe a shade or two blonder than his beard. He's wearing an Akubra, King G pants in that King G colour, and a shirt, probably also King G, that's completely unbuttoned to reveal his portly belly. Just a heads up, this story does contain coarse language, so if children's ears are close by, you might want to pop on some headphones. Well, my story starts in um, the wild west coast of northwest Tasmania. I lived there for 20-odd years, um, living an alternative lifestyle, and there were sticks raising up a couple of kids. Anyway, when they grew up and fled the nest, I thought it's time for me to have a bit of a life. And so I ended up buying a camper van and thought I'd take off on a big journey around Australia. And having never driven in any direction on my own more than an hour or being able to read a map, I took off (laughs) with lots of anxiety and um, anticipation about what was going to befall me. After driving through Melbourne um, about a metre at the back of my um, brother-in-law's car, because I was panicking driving through Melbourne, finally got through there and just ended up in Victoria for a while and thinking, how am I going to do this? What makes you even think you can drive anywhere on your own? I um, got a um, bonbon on New Year's Eve, broke it open, and out popped a little compass. (laughs) I thought, that's got to be some kind of sign. (laughs) So (laughs) I blue-tacked it onto my rear vision mirror, and um, and with the thought in my head that um, I was in my own little house and I could never get lost, I thought I'd go on my way, and off I went. I ended up driving all over the countryside and ended up in Broome where I phoned a good friend of mine in um, Tassie who um, happened to say that her brother lives up in Darwin and that I should ring him up because he doesn't mind people coming to stay at his place. (laughs) So anyway, off I went and I rang weed up. And then (laughs) my sister rang me. And she goes, I've got a girlfriend of mine that's travelling around Australia for a couple of years. And uh, she's in Broome at the moment. You won't be able to get in contact with her. So here's her number. I've given her your number. So I've got Tasmania ringing Alice Springs to tell somebody in Broome that somebody wants to stay at your house in Darwin. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's all right. So I won't bother ringing up for a couple of days. And the next day the phone rings and um, we spend an hour on the phone. And I said, would it be all right if I rang you back tomorrow? And we spent two and then three. And she says, how long have you got on the job in Alice Springs? 
uh, I'm leaving in a couple of days. She said, I'm leaving Broome now, I'm coming to meet you. <laughs> uh, we talked every bit of the way through that. I said, pull into Springvale Homestead at Catherine. I'm not waiting there, I'm heading south to Mataranka. <laughs> and we met at Mataranka and uh, Nick can tell you a little bit about that when I was <laughs> coming in the driveway at the homestead and I rang up and said, um, you'll see an old white Toyota with a green tarp on the back coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know what I was doing at that stage. <laughs> All I remember was um, hiding in the bushes, peeking around the corner. <laughs> thinking to myself, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> I saw this um, old bushy guy come up the driveway. I'm thinking, oh my God. Anyway, he jumps out of the car and I just got this vision of cat weasel in my head, you know. And um, I finally plucked up the courage to walk out of the bushes <laughs> and go up to Weed and, and say hi and introduce myself. And the first thing he said to me, he looked at me and he goes, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he said, oh, you could have told me you were so pretty. And I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that just did it for me. <laughs> yeah, well, then we chatted and had a few drinks. And it was about 2.30 in the morning. I said, are you sleeping? She goes, no. I said, no, I'm mucking away. Let's jump in the cars and head home. So we just jumped in the cars and Nick wasn't real keen on driving so I said, no. I said, on 80 k's we'll talk on the two ways. <laughs> we got home and by the time I'd been away for months and uh, the long grass was about three metres high through the yard and <laughs> the whole joint looked like shit there. <laughs> I got three dogs, old Beswick, which I found at Beswick. Um, <laughs> Camper, which we've still got, and Slut Dog, who used to take off with everyone. Anyway, uh, two of them are passed on now, but um, yeah, Nick got in there and we've got two crocodiles in the backyard, which you'd never had pet crocodiles before. <laughs> Not Tasmania, um, anyway. <laughs> we've still got both of them. She has changed our place from a bit of an old shack into a very comfortable home. Can uh, I take over now? <laughs> when I first walked into that house, there was nothing but VB flags, <laughs> VB tea towels, VB towels, VB bedspreads, <laughs> VB boonie dolls. Eventually I took them down one by one over the years. Now there's none. Nick was whinging at me for a while, she reckons. Oh, I spent that long with my husband in Tasmania, grew up the kid, she said, I've never, ever had a ring in my life. Hands are bare. So I was killing some pigs out the back. <laughs> and uh, actually, as I was cleaning the pigs, and I actually, yeah, well, as you do, cut the date out of the pig when you're cleaning them. And I said, well, you can close your eyes. The old lady across the road couldn't quite believe it either. But, <laughs> And I snuck the pig's ring on a finger. <laughs> well, don't say I don't give you another. Which I tried to dry out, but it rotted. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, just after that, we ended up over in Tasmania. Uh, 
and uh, a friend of mine over there is a silversmith and we're sitting down there at his joint and she loved the ring and I said, well, there's your fucking engagement ring. <laughs> and then she liked this other stone and I said to fucking porker, can you uh, make a ring out of that? And he said, yep, and he made it up at the table while we're sitting there. I said, there's your fucking wedding ring. <laughs> Then he said, you're not getting any fucking more. <laughs> and and what you more. got? You got one more. Anyway, we come back to Darwin, back home, and um, we decided to get married. Yeah, that wasn't such a bad thing. Um, but the w wedding was good. We just had a few people around, and um, we had lamb shanks. That was the best. <laughs> Onion gravy, bread rolls, lamb shanks. The uh, celebrant says, what time do you want to get married? I said, oh, fuck, six o'clock. She goes, oh, beautiful sunset, everyone loves that. I said, fuck that, six in the morning. I'll be blind by fucking six at night. Anyway, we compromised on 8.30 and then... Um, and it was good, everyone was around having a good time, and then you can take it from me. Yes, it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> just standing there in front of all these people, and the celebrant said to Weed, do you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? And Weed stood there and goes, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I had to say fuck yeah too when they asked me. <laughs> How crazy is it that the universe works its magic to have us in certain places at the right time? Nick and Weed told their story at our live event where the theme was chemistry, and they actually run a business called Boneyard NT where they paint animal skulls. You can look them up online, and if you'd like to see what Nick and Weed look like, you can head to our website, spunstories.net. If you love what you've heard this season, feel free to give us a rating or a review on iTunes. We really appreciate all the feedback we get. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. You just need to search for Spun Stories. So that's it from us for another season. Sit tight as we pull together more illuminating stories from Australia's Northern Territory. We'll be back in a month or so, and we might start sounding kind of tropo as Darwin's beautiful dry season departs and the looming build-up slowly approaches. This podcast episode featured sound editing by Rosa Ellen, music by Lajlo Hassani, story production by Tamara Howie, with funding support from Darwin International Airport. My name's Jess Ong, and thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>